Hi loves, welcome or welcome back. Today we have a beautiful guest. I'm joined by Gabriella Weeks. Would you like to introduce yourself, Gabriella, with all of your multifaceted gifts and talent? Oh, thank you. Yes. So my name is Gabriella. <laughs> I'm based in London. I am a theta healer, self-taught astrologer, meditation teacher, retreats organizer, um, and more recently specializing in relationships and relationship coaching. So lovely to be here and connect with you, Bobby Joe. We met last year on retreat at one of the retreats I organized called the cave and we had immediately a, a bond and through astrology and many other topics so it's lovely to come full circle nearly a year later and uh, yeah have a chance to chat with you via this podcast. Thank you so much for being here we were actually just talking before we um, we hopped on um, we were talking about it. it's been like about a year because it was the cave, which is where we first met, which was a retreat that, ha that happened last year around about the equinox. So it's it's been it's been a full year, and it's been a crazy year just in life as well in in general. Um, and actually, I remember the first time that we um, so we connected briefly before I actually came to the cave because I remember I like found you on social media and we mutually followed each other I checked I checked out um my Instagram notifications and then you've liked like 20 of my posts and I was like okay there's some resonance here um so then you actually shared the first thing we talked about you actually shared that you were just like processing a breakup at that time I think um mm -hmm. and then and then we actually met in person at the cave we'd just done a it was a, a little chanting circle wasn't it on the saturday morning i think yeah there was yeah. a mantra session that yeah. i did yeah. both mornings and i think the one you joined at was for ganesha um, yeah yeah it was that was our masculine day, which is no surprise because obviously looking at astrology, you are a Libra and a lot of your story centers around, you know, how you were very mind focused in the past and a high achiever and education wise, you were kind of like hitting all your targets and equally me as an Aries, it's like, that was the one I was really excited about having this masculine day at the cave to kind of harness that inner masculine. It was, it was super cool. So for anyone who, um, some people who, who are listening may have actually been at the cave, but for everyone else. Um, so it was like a, a three-day retreat and there was a, a theme for each day. So we had a masculine energy day and we also had a feminine energy day, which was really cool to engage in like all the activities and experiences that were balancing out our, our masculine and feminine energies. Um, and that's so potent in relationships, like even whether you're someone who is um, mainly in this lifetime here to embody more masculinity or more femininity, like there still needs to be the balanced and integrated and, and healthy versions of both of those things. And if we bring like the wounded feminine or masculine into our relationships, then we're gonna, you know, we're gonna experience some some challenges and some difficulties, and like that's been such a huge thing as well that I've seen you 
do so much work with and where I've seen you talk about how you you really were on top of like the the achievement and, and go 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 and and the doing and a lot was being created in the physical world but actually learning to rest in the feminine and, and just being and trusting and leaning into like that gentle like nurturing space within yourself has been like such a a deep part of your journey and I, I really I really feel like a resonance with that of reclaiming my my feminine parts and it's so lovely to to see that within you as well and um we actually so the first time we met by by the fire um we actually it was really beautiful because we had a chat with that we had like an experience in, in common um which was like to do with um it was basically a relationship experience that we both experienced and we just like had a chat and it wasn't something that everyone could relate to and we had like a big hug and a cry and it was just like really beautiful and healing and and to have that like straight away is the first time you you meet someone and um yeah so I've been really blessed to have you in my life ever since um but what what we really um were inspired to talk about today was I noticed recently that you start sharing more about attachment styles and um, knowing about some of the experiences that you've had relationally um, there's been some partners and, and, and experiences whether that's dating or like an actual commitment where the other person was was leaning more avoidant and you then had this like big revelation of like hang on the reason why I'm actually resonating with these avoidant partners I think there's actually like a part within myself that is avoidant that feels safer um being with people who maybe aren't quite as emotionally um available because that is a way to like hide my own my own fears around that space so yeah tell tell us more about that experience and like how you came into that realization yeah I would love to um it is something that actually came to my awareness this year in much more depth and I think it's a part of being a time and a period where people have been forced to be very introspective obviously not being very social not having the freedom to mingle and mix with our social groups our friends our communities in the way that we have in previous years and I think the last year really sent me on a journey of learning about my inner feminine and this was kind of an education piece for me because I'd very much lived a lot of my life in my masculine and what I learned along the way and especially this year is actually there is so much work still to do with my masculine and I often um, perceive this avoidant trait as very kind of the masculine part of self not only in men but in women too and there is this kind of wounded masculine maybe within many of us uh, listening to this can relate of either there was a kind of an aggressor growing up or maybe someone abandoned us or maybe we felt unseen and so this can self-perpetuate in adult life of feeling as if love is going to leave us or love is we're not worthy of love in some way and so how it played out for me certainly I would say oof, the last four or five years um, 
I have been out of relationship of anything really significant. Um, although I did have that breakup with uh, on a, a short connection that I had last summer prior to meeting you. Um, yeah, everything was very fleeting. And that wasn't really what I desired at the time, consciously. I felt, you know, I wanted connection. But what I didn't realize is that I was kind of stuck quite deep into the dynamics of an avoidant myself. So I would be happy and free to dive into, let's say, sexual relations with someone very, very quickly before I'd had a chance to determine what my boundaries are, what their boundaries are, what they would um, take from that experience. Like, were they looking for commitment? Were they looking for something casual? I never really had the tools or awareness of like, having those conversations with people that's something I've since learned and think it's actually a really important part of my toolkit going so forward important. so important for yeah sure. and so I was essentially attracting in a way direct mirrors for a part of myself that I couldn't see that I wasn't able to see and obviously in life depending on your beliefs um, lessons tend to get a little bit harder each time and so if we don't get it first time you're going to 100% have another opportunity to get it and so over the years over that four-year period I wouldn't say I've had many lovers or relationships or connections but those that I did have they were amazingly great teachers probably the most significant was back in 2018 where I met someone extremely significant that turned my life upside down and from then met almost kind of people who in the absence of that person were able to help me integrate and move through more of my blocks, fears, triggers, woundings in the physical here in London because I wasn't able to connect with that person who was based over in California at the time. And that was a fast track to opening Pandora's box, as I say, to my own wounding, my own fears, my own shadow, my own trauma, my own attachment style. Before that period, I had no awareness of any of these topics. I was completely in the dark. And so that has been a very transformative journey. I by no means think it's over, but I do think I've come- when you die. Huh? I was just saying it's only over when you die. <laughs> yes. And even then you go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's highs and there's lows, but ultimately what's coming through for me is how we approach and deal and, um, yeah, embrace, embrace the experiences that were being sent because they're all for a reason and ultimately it's all about our growth and so I'm grateful now for all those people who I've met along the way who certainly early on caused me to do things I would never do now and that's great to see the trajectory of my own inner work and development which is leading me more now to be of service to others because I can see how much insecurity fears unworthiness I had back then which would cause me to do things like chase cause mm -hmm. me to do things, um, you know, really feeling grief and abandonment and unworthiness and rejection when really how that person was behaving was only ever really about them and their trauma. But I took it very personally and that's kind of the work is to realize that, yes, okay, these things can trigger us and that's for us to look at those things, but it's never really personal. And that's sometimes a hard pill for people to swallow because, 
hurt people hurt people it's a saying i go back to time and time again and it, it it's so true that if we can have more compassion for those that hurt us we can also kind of move through and let go of some of that trauma ourselves absolutely like that's one of the most powerful pieces and in all kinds of healing whether that's like with a romantic partner or with family member or just anyone really that we we in, like in, get instilled these beliefs that the way other people responded to us was maybe because there was like something wrong with us and that maybe we should adjust the way we present ourselves like wear a mask or try and perform or think that we can like rescue the situation and, and really walk on eggshells and chase and try and hold on to someone that actually might not be vibrationally in alignment and shift like the thing for me has been shifting to realizing like exactly as you said like it's not personal how someone else shows up towards you is just simply a reflection of the level of consciousness that they are holding in that moment and they are just basically coming up to you and really kind of demonstrating through their consistent actions where they are at as a soul on their spiritual path and then you get to then decide like what is a complementary role for this person to play based on where I'm at in my consciousness. Is this person going to ultimately support my spiritual growth to have, you know, a romantic or a sexual connection with that person? Or is actually that the best support to my spiritual growth is part of letting them go and moving through those emotions and allowing yourself to feel the grief whilst also validating that like, you didn't do anything wrong if if that situation didn't work out and realizing that you don't need that other person's love in order to feel whole because we were so conditioned to like use love to to fill this hole within ourselves that actually no one is ever going to fill and if we keep looking outside of ourselves like you said like life will just give us a different version of like the same experience until we realize like actually this person is showing it, it like it's a different face but it's the same pattern and I had that when I was so for me I mainly dated like more avoidant partners in my teens and then in my early 20s I started to um, attract more secure um, partners and experiences and so then that triggered my avoidant side which I had never really um, I I Hello, it's Bobby Joe from like an hour in the future. We just had a little interruption. Unfortunately, uh, we've got some like quite rainy weather here in the UK. So yeah, I believe what I was saying was, yeah, I went through this journey of then beginning to, uh, well, not beginning and straight diving into relationships where the other person was securely attached and deeply committed to me and they were able to really see me and there was nowhere to hide like where the uh, more avoidant partner is is committed to hiding parts of themselves and wearing masks when you're with someone who's not wearing those masks then suddenly it's like there's this full permission for you to take off your mask and then it it becomes this mirror of like where am I still afraid to be seen? And you can't point your finger and be like, it's them, they're avoidant, they're not seeing me. 
when you actually have that reflection of a secure partner who is really showing up and being like, I, I want to see all of you and I want to, um, in my case at least, um, they were at the energy of like, this might be a lifelong thing. This, this might be going that way of like, I can see you as my life partner. And that can be so terrifying <laughs> um, to really be in that space where we can't blame it on the other person. And what it really reminds me of is a lot of indigenous cultures will have some version of like a vision quest where they send you off to the desert, or the jungle or like wherever it is. And, and you're just alone in nature and, and meditating. And I remember hearing um, a, I can't even remember who it was. It was a long time ago. There was like some kind of a, a spiritual a teacher of some kind who was saying that they took themselves off and did a little vision quest and all of a sudden they just had this moment of like suddenly I'm I'm in nature and my brain is coming up with all of these problems in, in my head and all of these fears and all of these insecurities and then I suddenly looked around and went hang on I'm in nature like I'm looking at trees and, and the sky and the birds like there's nothing coming towards me like all of this must be inside of myself like the problem is not out there it's in here and when we experience a securely attached partner it's such a strong mirror that in a way the universe has kind of given us the opportunity to learn through a partner that's not ready first um, because it actually in some ways requires a different kind of strength to actually be in partnership with someone who invites you to take off those masks so beautiful bobby joe so beautiful and so resonant with an experience i'm navigating at the moment in a new connection with someone and this is a connection similar to kind of what you're describing of someone where i feel there could be you know a future and that's something i don't take very lightly given the track record that i've had the last four or five years and you know you talk about masks and i think that's something that i want to speak to because you know my uh, wounding let's say i've built a lot of walls around my heart and have mastered the mask of being aloof disinterested, not bothered, not affected, nothing phases me. That's kind of a perfected persona. Whereas deep inside, there's obviously the vulnerable self who suffers, feels fears, insecurities, doubts, worries, all of it. And so there's this integration of both of those kind of archetypes, if you will. And I tend to look through the lens of astrology in a lot of my work and, you know, this aloof, courageous but yet kind of disinterested part of self is very much I would say probably this Aries part of me which is my sun sign and then the more victimized wounded very very un unconditionally loving natural healing abilities is very much my Pisces and so there are that's so your many moon, right? is that's that your moon, moon, my moon yeah moon and my Venus and I was actually sitting this morning and kind of realizing that they have so many qualities that do not serve me and so many qualities that do. And so it's about integrating the shadow aspect of self and moving towards the, the reaching towards the gift. And so for Pisces, it's this ability to hold people in, with compassion. And I know that I felt victimized and 
you know, shamed and abandoned and persecuted. And although this is to do with obviously probably past conditioning, childhood trauma, it's played out in my reality most recently, yeah, a year ago or two years ago as well. And so then there's this Aries self who's super courageous, loves taking action, has a strong will, can go out into the world and achieve what they want. Um, and yet when it comes to love, because of the hurts that that Aries part has received, there is this kind of stonewalling tendency, this mask that I wear. And ultimately I know as, as a mainly avoidant type attached person, I have to let down those Aries walls. I have to let someone see the real me and the right person will want to stay and the right person will accept both the dark and the light. And there is a connection sort of starting in its embers and it is with a friend. And that's where I feel that's why this container is kind of helping me address a lot of my own stuff because it's coming to the surface because I feel for the first time in a long time safer than I felt in connection and I think it's because we are, are and have been already friends for some time and therein lies an opportunity but also yeah the reality is you've got to face your stuff because it's bringing it up to be looked at and that's very scary and uncomfortable and I found myself when I first started exploring this relationship in a in a different lens of maybe romance that immediately I was looking and finding fault with this person because that's my safe zone right that's me protecting myself that's me looking for external proof that they're not to be trusted that I can't feel safe and they live abroad right now and so when they went away not to talk too much about this but when they went away it was a it was allowing me to say well actually I think a lot of my avoidance triggers were being you know hit and the space is allowing me to see that actually, you know, we're all imperfect and I'm not perfect. And so how can I expect someone else to live up to these high standards when I'm not even living up to them myself? So, yeah, the, the topic around the masks really, really struck a chord with me. So thanks for bringing that to discussion today. Mm, there's like there's so much juice in that. There's so many lessons and, and so many threads within that, like, especially with the container of of moving something from friendship to more like that's something I often see um that is a bridge for people who have a more avoidant attachment style because there's this foundation of trust that gets to be built if you like begin as friends um some of the the really hard work of letting someone begin to to see your vulnerable side like if you start off as friends at least there's like some level of foundation that they've they've probably already seen you to some degree um but the there isn't that kind of sense of pressure and trying to like figure out what you are when you begin from that foundation and um it also just really brings up how how friendship itself is is really healing of like any attachment style that's insecure often we focus on like how we show up within our romantic partnerships but every relationship is impacting our attachment style so like choosing friendships and choosing communities that really nurture us and support us in leaning more deeply into our authentic selves and like you said that that accept us in in all of these different parts as well like we have our fiery side we have like whether whatever our astrological signs are that that archetype of Aries that you were talking about that like 
it's it's so amazing for the go-getting and charging forward. And sometimes we we need that like assertive, fiery energy. And then, but there's also the shadow side of of guarding ourselves. Like if you think about like a literal ram, I I grew up on a farm, so I I have a lot of experience with rams and, and they they can be very like defensive of their flock. And, and if you imagine the flock in this case is like a metaphor for our vulnerable self and like we're defending that. And then the, the archetype of Pisces, which has that much more like the water, the feminine, the flowing energy, uh, that there's that shadow side of like immense vulnerability that can be felt within that within that energy because like Pisces is right at the end of the zodiac and so it's it's seeing things from all these perspectives and that can be really really vulnerable especially like um in relationships when we have a really deep um introspective like part of ourselves um and we pick up a lot of energies and then it's like discerning like what is the trauma response versus what's my intuition what is an actual red flag versus like where I've been hurt in the past and now I'm trying to like protect myself and really like moving into that space. And there's just so many nuances, but really um, allowing yourself to um, to lean in and, and explore um, and, and like just use that vessel. Like one thing that's been really, really helpful as a reframe for me um, when I've been like opening myself to, to dating is my goal isn't even anymore like to um to achieve something it's not like i want i do want to like have a relationship but um at the same time my intention is like is this container expansive and healing for me is it like honoring my divine self and when you can look at that and go yes it is right now um then there's like a safety in that, that you're trusting like my, I know that this energy is healing. And so I can just take one step closer in letting that person know me and, and not necessarily need to define like where it's going or need to have that external reassurance of like, yep, we're definitely going to be in a committed relationship and it's going to be lifelong um, because that's got to come naturally. It's got to come organically. Like we can't force someone to commit to us and promise us that safety um we can't really do anything we can be a space of presence where the other person's fears and confusions clear a lot more quickly so they will probably um get a sense of of whether they they want to commit or or like whether something is aligned but like ultimately looking at it from like a spiritual perspective we we're on this journey together to, to learn and grow. And if we're trying to like force us, force someone or, or chase them or, or do anything um, or even, because you know, wearing a mask is, is a, in a way, and I say this in the most loving way, like don't judge yourself, um, anyone listening for doing this, but it is a form of manipulation because you're withholding a part of the truth of who you are because you're trying to receive some kind of external outcome, such as them not abandoning you or not judging you um but when you let go of that manipulation and be completely like in your truth and just be like this is who i am and you know what i'm scared right now and these parts are coming up and i'm scared but you just let the container like flow naturally that's the only space from which like a real like divine union a real secure attachment can can be created and it it, i can really see how you're you're leaning into that 
energetic of like, it's totally okay to acknowledge those parts of us where we, we feel afraid and acknowledge where there's still traumas that are coming to the surface, but also like trusting that we have the awareness and we also have the, the inner strength to navigate the challenges that are coming up. And it's, um, it's a real journey, right? <laughs> totally. It's a real journey. Um, even as you were talking there, I was thinking, zooming out to the collective at large and how, you know, this, this Aries archetype can really be kind of considered in a wider angle, a wider lens for a lot of the process that men and masculine led people are going through right now, this deep, deep fear of destruction by revealing the inner world and even knowing how to tap into that space. And I'm fortunate that I have that connection to my inner world, my inner landscape, because of all that Pisces energy in my emotional house, in my feminine house. Um, And so a lot of the work I do works with both men and women alike because I can hold space from that masculine place. And I'm realizing in this latest connection of how, you know, I, I so desperately want someone to feel safe with, to feel that masculine strength in another so I can drop down my walls. And so it's important for me to give of my own gifts in that area to someone else. And I think success of a relationship very much comes down to the ability to express your needs often without fear of them or without worry that they're not going to be met because part of the process in learning how to express our needs is an awareness that not everyone's going to be able to meet them and that's part of the discomfort of growth and I think that ultimately you know this person I can see somehow sometimes we have a bit of miscommunication whereas maybe I haven't expressed my needs and maybe they haven't theirs and obviously as a man that probably doesn't come second nature to a lot of men some of the men listening to this maybe can relate and I know what that feels like and I know that if I'm going to support a partner to open up to me, then I have to encourage him to feel safe with me equally as even though I'm a woman, right? So there is this kind of transformation happening that we've been talking about today of like this balancing of the masculine feminine to create a union of self. And ultimately, if our own inner feminine and masculine are fighting, and in my case, I feel that my Aries is kind of shut out and ignored my feminine a lot of the times because he has a strong character and he thinks he knows best and my feminine is more vulnerable and she's often felt unseen not only internally by my own masculine but outwardly in the world and often our outward reflection is showing us what's going on internally and so this is why all the mystics the sages talk about going inside to change the outside and yeah this is really true I think for our transformation or evolution right now on the planet. Mm, yeah a million percent like what comes up as well is how like the way that we're talking about the masculine like there's been this wound around knowing how to be vulnerable and how to truly express the need but the the other side of the masculine is so beautiful and that has also been distorted like the the divine masculine is is so essential for all of us to integrate no matter what gender we are and it's that groundedness that like if you think of like the sturdiness of a tree that's just rooted into the earth there's that energy within the divine masculine and when we call upon that groundedness that's what allows us to hold our wounded feminine parts to like when we have that groundedness and we know how to soothe ourselves 
that is calling upon the divine masculine, the, the father archetype within ourself to really hold the feminine aspects. And we have that inner protector that comes from like a sense of, of justice and integrity and the, the things that are, are worth being protected. Like that's the energy of the masculine. And that might be just the part of you that knows when to set a boundary and when to protect your physical vessel, your emotional space from an experience and, and give yourself what you really need. And there's also that grounded masculine that has the confidence and the empowerment to know, like I deserve to ask for what I want. Like if I want commitment, I deserve during the dating phase to be like, I'm not looking for a casual hookup. I'm, I'm just going to be really clear that I only want to um, explore this container romantically as long as you feel like it, it might be going in that direction of commitment and if you don't think that that it will then please like let me know so that so that I can make the best decision for myself and also that grounded needs and like with grace and realize like our partner or whoever we're sharing with may not be able to meet that need because it might violate their boundaries and their sacred space and what they need in that moment in order to thrive but when we have that grounded masculine energy within us, we're able to maintain that rationality and see this big picture that's like, okay, this person can't meet this particular need. And so we get to ask ourselves, is this need really that important? Like there's some things that are not really um, a huge, like this is not going to matter. When I look back in a year, like I can go to like a friend or um, seek some professional support or um, I can like sit with myself and meditate and journal or take up a hobby or there's another way to meet the core need of like what I'm asking for. Like, um, but then there's other things that there can also be that time when someone can't meet a need and you're like, this actually is a standard for me. This is a non-negotiable negotiable standard that if I don't receive this in my relationships, it won't be a healthy and, and flourishing relationship for me so I'm going to have to like graciously let go of this relationship or, or change the container like move from partnership to friendship or spend less time with that person or like whatever feels good but it's, it's this really um, centered energy of the masculine that is able to hold like if you think of like a bowl of water like the the masculine is the actual bowl like the clay of the bowl holding the flow of the water where all of these emotions are coming up and this bowl is creating this container that allows the water to feel held and feel safe and so the masculine I really really feel like deserves so much more appreciation and love and there's this like divine feminine awakening happening on the planet which is so incredible but like also, let's honor the masculine parts of ourselves and let's honor the, the true, undistorted, pure essence of masculinity that runs through all of nature. It's beautiful and it's so needed. And no matter who we are, that's, that work is equally important to the feminine stuff. And I, I love how that's something that you really bring home as well and, and that you're so aware of and that, that we, we need this balance because balances I mean I'm a Libra that's my so it's my sun <laughs> my ascendant my Venus and my Jupiter so I'm definitely here to 
bring balance and see balance and support people in coming home to their center. And yeah, it's balance is so integral to, to all of this. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, my 10th house of career is also in the sign of Libra. So I, I know that this work in relationships is about bringing balance where there's disharmony. And so this masculine feminine piece is something I'm very passionate about. And I do consider myself and several of my friends as what I describe as alpha women. And what I mean by that is we have quite strong masculine energy. And so if we look out in the world, that would indicate that we would be attracted to feminine men. And actually, oh, that's, me too. that's me for sure. <laughs> And for me, that isn't the type of man that I'm attracted to. I'm actually, what I'm looking for is what you describe as this kind of beautiful tree. I want someone who's solid and strong, but gentle. Gentle because I think that, you know, there's different scales of masculine energy and wounded masculine energy is more of the combative energy of like needing to fight and defend and be rigid and controlling. And that's not really going to be a great container for a relationship. And so... Um, that's definitely where I've probably been leaning to in recent years, that kind of wounded self of trying to defend and, and protect myself. And so what I'm looking for is that strength, that solidness, so that I can drop into that feminine part of self. And so it's more about being out in the world is maybe more in my masculine and I enjoy it. I enjoy communicating. I enjoy taking action. I enjoy organizing and planning and running events and managing teams. Like I enjoy that. That is part of me. It's, it keeps me feeling energized and alive. But almost, let's say metaphorically, when I'm at home, when I'm with my loved ones, I want to be my vulnerable, soft, tender self. And that requires in union and connection, someone who I deeply trust in their own strength. Right. And so none of us are perfect and we live in a society that's kind of saying that we need to be perfect and that a lot of that comes from our own wounding as children and so I really am starting to look at the lens you said earlier of like doing away with the plan and 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 expectations around relationships and what they need to mean and I know that the last few years I've been really you know I'll go on a date and there'll be a part of me and I think it's coming from my womb space of wanting motherhood of like well could this be my life partner and it's like I've only just met the guy, you know, like give it a break. And I think that, you know, this trying to be perfect means that we're looking at people in their vulnerability and humanness. And I definitely have been victim of this, of not accept, sorry, accepting them as they are, knowing they've got their own journey independent of me and interdependent of me. And I can stand there next to them and hold space for that and still love them as I do myself and do away with the timelines, the plans, because I know I'm not on that path to follow the processes of this current system. I'm here to help create a new one. And so it doesn't matter if things haven't happened in the time frame I, I would have expected or that my parents would have expected. It's actually all okay. And to trust that everything changes, nothing is forever. And this person who's in my life now is obviously here to teach me things and vice versa. And I, I kind of want that for all people to realize that, you know, they don't have to stay stuck, unhappy in a connection that's not working or is codependent. They don't have to feel like love is impossible because they've created a pattern and habit and cycle that isn't serving them or that they're too focused on their career. They're so in their masculine. They don't know how to connect with their feminine. They don't know where to start, both men and women alike. And that's kind of, yeah, where we're all moving towards to connect with that other part of self that maybe has been dis disengaged or forgotten or, yeah, lost somewhere in our psyche. Mm. 
so many gems in there. Thank you so much for sharing that. We are really part of a huge paradigm shift. Like it's it's so much more than than even just um, one relationship with one person. Like the energetic that that we are shifting as we show up differently. It's impacting the way that other people will then receive us, and we're we're deeply inviting people to. Um, give permission to own all of the parts of themselves, the the masculine energy and the feminine energy, and to let me just come home and be able to navigate these things in a way where, like, yeah, triggers are going to keep coming up, um, but it gets less intense and, and less frequent. And as we align with our true self, it actually becomes much more natural and simple. And you said this tiny little piece, and I'm going to be closing closing this out in a minute, but I just had this one last thing I want to say. We had this tiny piece about how it's like if you meet someone, you're immediately being like, oh, are they going to be the one? Are they going to be the one that like I, you know, I have my family with or whatever? And um, it's this funny thing where it's like, we don't need to jump to that, but also there's this other interesting part. When you're really clear on your own energy and your own frequency, there's also a level of like, a lot of people that you will meet, you will immediately just be able to recognize this person is not the resonance of my person. And you'll also be able to authentically recognize when you do have a really deep and authentic resonance with that person. And you can actually, if you do have those thoughts of like, oh my God, like this person actually feels like they could be really significant or long-term or like you even have that thought. You can also hold that like with grace and acknowledge the intuitive wisdom in that without having to jump to like rushing the relationship forward in the physical. So it's like you you get the download um, on the energetic level, but you also are acting with that balance and that groundedness on, on the physical level and open to seeing where that person's at because sometimes we have a connection with someone but they're like on the physical world they're not quite ready to like move in in the the, the direction or or the speed that and um, this feels the most natural to us and we find that balance between um being flexible and then also like honoring ourselves and, and where our limits are but thank you so much for for being here today gabriella it's been wonderful to hear your wisdom as always um, if you could just let us know what is the most easy way to find you for anyone who wants to work with you and your many offerings. Um, probably easiest way is on Instagram uh, yes. at Gabriella Weeks. Weeks is spelled W-E-E-K-E-S. Um, yeah, that's probably the best way. And you can send me a DM or tag, tag me in any posts and then, yeah, reach out. Thank you for today. I've enjoyed that thoroughly. I feel like there's so much more we could discuss and like maybe another. I'm sure that like when we, when we get off this podcast and we have a moment, like the rest of our days, we'll just, we'll be nattering. Like this is our, we're always, always chatting um, in the, in this deep and expansive way. Um, So yeah, thank you so much for just sharing part of our, essentially expanding our conversational energy into a platform where other people can, can receive those codes. Mm, thank you thank you and blessings for all the work that you do because as you said at the beginning so much of it resonated with me I think I like scatter liked a lot of your posts (laughs) connected on social and I continually really admire your work and yeah very inspiring thank you thank you so much mutual appreciation okay guys thank you so much for being here and 
I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day and that you are able to really come into your center and know what is the next step in whatever relational experiences that you've been having. Thank you so much for being here. I love you.